Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, friends. This is going to be a six-part podcast series called Navigating the Dating Scene with Class and a Little Sass. Like how I did that? The name of my podcast. I don't claim to be an expert. I'm not a relationship coach. I have to put this right up front. Disclaimer, alert, alert. And if anything, I'm probably more of the perfect example of what not to do. But girls, I have been divorced for 15 years. I think I'm an expert when it comes to dating, okay? I have been single as long as I was in a relationship or married. It's kind of 50-50 right now. So I think I can speak on both sides of the fence with clarity, experience, little wisdom, all the good things. But I want you to really kind of do some deep dive into this wild world of dating, okay? It's crazy, especially the older you get. If you're over 30, over 40, and it just gets more strange over 50, so I've been told. I'm not there yet, but I want to help you get some clarity. Some of you are just getting out there. Some are newly divorced or recently widowed. Whatever your situation is, maybe you're thinking, you know what? I just lost 30 pounds. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm going to get out there and start dating. But the thought of online dating and all the things that show up just kind of cause you to freeze. And I do have some friends that have reached out past clients and so on, and they've motivated me that I need to do this six-part series. And I'm breaking it up into little bite-sized chunks so you can listen to what works for you. Or maybe you've mastered a different area or you really want to hone in on one particular topic and that part works best for you. Make sure you replay it, download it, share it with all your girlfriends, okay? Don't be selfish. So, what good information is for. So part one, we're talking about the dating game, all the rules and all the ridiculousness. Let's be real. Okay. This dating series, I'm going to be super authentic, super unfiltered, super raw and genuine with you guys, because I've had lots of dating experiences (laughs) and a lot of it's in my book that's coming out this fall. I'm so excited. It's getting really close to publishing day and going through some final tweaks, final edits, final additions, all the good stuff. It's coming up very soon and fast. Super excited to get that in your hands. I might do an audio version too, because that's a big deal for audiobook. I think that's kind of fun. So let's just deep dive in, girls. You ready? You ready? Okay. So Let's talk about some of the unwritten rules and societal expectations of datings that can often be found to be ridiculous. And I'm going to talk about the dating rules that we can stop following, girls, okay? This is not your mama's podcast, okay? Let's just be real. And even if your mama is out there dating too, she's going to agree with me. 
There's some rules that just need to be flushed and we're going to flush some today. So rule number one that we need to get rid of is don't talk about past relationships on your, on your first date or even worse, don't talk about your past at all. What? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it's a common one. In fact, this is number one. Never talk about your ex on the first date. Let's be real. I'm 49. I've got exes. I've got an ex-husband. I've got ex-boyfriends. I've got all the things. That shapes me and my past. Let's be real. Also, I wasn't born yesterday. My past shaped me into who I am today, good, bad, or otherwise. If you don't share the good, bad, and the ugly with someone, they're not going to really get to know who you are. Now, there's a difference between spending the entire date as if it was a therapy session and you're talk about once upon a time back in March 15th, I was born. I mean, no, we don't want to start there and drag them through. And then in third grade, I was bullied and the playground. No, we're not going to go and drag your poor date through your garbage. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about, but you, it is so important. You sit down and hopefully you're going on a date where you can actually talk. I like first dates to be a conversation. I'm not a big fan of first dates being a hike or movie. Oh my God, you can't even talk in a movie. Why would I want to sit next to a stranger I know nothing about during a movie on the first date? That's later, guys. Okay. And if the, the men that listen to my podcast take notes, okay, I'm giving you tips how to land the chick of your dreams. I'm giving you tips. I know you're listening. I know you're out there. I've got my fans. I know you, you're there. And sometimes it probably feels like you're hanging out in a girl's locker room and getting all the, all the juicy stuff. And guess what? You are. <laughs> Congratulations. You're bright enough to hang out with us chicks and learn some stuff. Kudos to you. You're brilliant. But when I say don't take a girl out on an activity on the first date, because we want to talk to you. If we're too busy doing whatever it is, there's no real conversation. I want to get to know the person. And I'm sure a lot of my girlfriends agree. We want to get to know you. Then let's go for a hike on date two, three, four, five, or bowling or roller skating or rollerblading, you know, all the fun things, golfing, all that fun stuff, activities. I want to get to know the person first. Then let's jump into some activities as we get to know one another. So if you're sitting down talking over a cocktail or a cup of coffee or whatever type of date you've decided on, hopefully it's a nice meal because be worth my time. Okay. If you're going to take me out, but, um, more importantly, that person probably has kids at our age and they didn't just come from somewhere. They just storked and just dropped them off. Right. There's an ex somewhere. And we want to know what that relationship's like, because these are red flags you're looking for, right? We want to know, okay, there's an ex-wife. There's two kids. Does she live here? Do you guys have shared custody? Is she crazy? Is she going to come after me? Is she looking at us through the bushes right now? You know, you've got to know this stuff because you know why? Date one is going to tell you to whether to fight or flight, get out of here, run for your life. We're looking for reasons to run or looking for reasons to stay. Okay. And that's the truth. I know the first date feels like an interview. It sucks. I hate first dates. I probably would never, ever, ever, ever date because the first date alone sucks so bad. I would just rather stay home. It's like, ah, I've got better things to do or hang out with a girlfriend, hang out with my daughter, go see a movie. I'm good because first dates really do suck. Let's be real. It sucks so much. 
But if you have all these dumb rules in your head, it's going to make it worse. You think I'm not allowed to talk about anything? Your new potential partner could be sitting across from you and they need to know what has shaped you. And even if it's ugly, if you were abused in a past relationship, they need to know the woman in front of them that might be a little bit jumpy and God help her. She's healing through this, but she's putting herself back out there. And even though it's not your fault, Mr. Whoever you are sitting across from her, it's important information to know, handle this one with care. Okay. Give her a little TLC, be a little more patient with her. She might've come out of something that was really tough or challenging, or she might be newly widowed. Let's be real. That happens. Give her the benefit of doubt. Be a little more loving to her. Okay. And girl, girlfriend, you be loving to yourself. Give yourself some, I mean, kudos. You're out there. No matter what you've been through, no matter how many assholes you've dated, you are out there learning new people, getting to know them, experiencing life, putting yourself back out there is hard after a hard, toxic relationship or anything abusive or anything painful, past heartache, whatever that looks like. I get it. So it's okay to talk about past relationships and your past in general. To an extent, give them, this is the rule I'm going to implement into the one that we're not going to follow anymore. Give them just the, the cliff notes, just the bullet points. And if anything, don't give the man across from you vibes that you're still thinking about your ex. If you talk about your ex, like I like to say, I was married for 12 years. We were together 19, married my high school sweetheart. We have a beautiful daughter together. We have a great co-parenting relationship. He lives in Michigan. I live here in Vegas. She sees him often. She goes back in the summer. Sometimes he flies this way. Things are cool. Done. That's all they need to know. If they ask questions, well, why did the relationship not work? Then you're allowed to go a little bit deeper. Again, still bullet points. Didn't work out because of X, Y, Z. We were divorced back in 2008. Done. You know, again, this is my past. This is a chapter in my past. And that's where it remains in my past. That's the only time to really talk about it. If you're still in it, and it's yucky and painful, they're going to probably be your last date. Let's be real. If you're dating a guy, girlfriend, I'm talking to you. If you're dating a guy and he's like, well, we're separated and we're kind of going back and forth, but yet I don't really haven't moved out yet. Okay. Check please. (laughs) All done. Let's go. Thanks for letting me get all dressed up for nothing. See you. Bye. So, you know, there's this is a great weeding out process because that's what that first date's for. You're weeding out this person. Is this a potential at date two? And that's all you got to put the pressure on yourself is, is date one or date two. Girls, we tend to never ever date for these reasons alone. We put so much pressure on ourselves. You're just exploring to see who this person is. That's it. Is this a new friend? That's it. Take the pressure off yourself. Don't be thinking all the way to this date. Is this the stepfather to my children? Oh my God, what if he is? That's just so much, so much. Stop. And I'll go into this into all the other episodes that I talk about too. We'll go deep dive in all these topics that I'm kind of briefly going over. You don't need to put that kind of pressure on yourself. You're just looking for a kindred spirit over a cocktail. That's it. Okay. So let's flush the don't talk about past relationships or your past in general. You can talk about oh yeah, in my twenties, I did this for a career, had a baby, did this and that. That's fine. But keep it to 
bullet points, cliff notes, high level overview, just flying over your life quick here. We're not stopping, jumping in for landing here and it's going to dwell for the next two hours over why your first grade teacher did whatever to you. Okay. Or you'll chase them away. Same with guys. This goes both ways. You'll chase a good female away in a heartbeat if you sit there and pine over your ex during a conversation. Okay. All right. So on to dating rule number two that we can stop following. Let's let's just all agree. And there's polls that I sometimes put in my podcast and comments you can leave. Just a little heads up. You can happily reply or put a part to this episode you either agree or disagree with. Totally open to hearing your, your feedback. So number two, don't act too interested. Pretend not to care. Act aloof. You're not really into this guy. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We both know that if the roles were reversed and this guy acted like he wasn't really into you, you would be like, okay, next. I'm not going to text him ever again. I'm good. No more second date. I was thinking about it, but now I'm, I'm for sure not interested. Guys need reciprocation from you girls, okay? You don't have to be goo-goo, gaga, wide-eyed, crazy, like dripping all over this man, which is a big red flag to them. Like, okay, desperate much. But not acting like you're even interested is just yucky. First of all, you're not being genuine, right? You don't want to start off a date or any relationship coming off as, you know, not being your true authentic self. That's not a good place to start. I'm a slow burn. I'd say this to every guy I date, and it's the truth. I've been burned so much, hence the word burn in there, that I like to watch from a distance. I don't like to jump all in. I've already done that. Learn from it. I'm good. Not jumping all into anything. People will tell you who they really are over time. You've got to give them time. Six months is a good estimate of when you start to really see who the real person is behind the mask. We're all on our best behavior in those first few weeks, months, and so on. But not acting too interested is going to just get you, never get you that second date with a guy that you might really like. He's going to think she doesn't care. I remember a time, very handsome guy, thought he was so cute. I remember meeting him going, what? Oh my God, I didn't expect him to be this cute in person. It's better than his pictures. We're eating dinner. We're out on a patio. It's really great. I parked on the opposite side of him and I felt bad when we, the ending, the day ended. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to walk me to my car. I'm good. I parked in the parking garage over here. You parked way over there. It's cool. And he took it as she doesn't want me to walk her to her car. She's not interested. That's how he took it. Who knew? He didn't know I was just trying to not feel like too clingy or needy. Like, please walk all the way over to my car. And he actually texted me the next day. It didn't work out. You know, I'm sorry. We're not a match or something along those lines. And I'm like, wait, what? Because I didn't let you walk me to my car. He took it as a sign as she doesn't really want to keep seeing me. She doesn't want a good night kiss. She doesn't want a hug or whatever. It's awkward. I guess I'll just part ways here on the sidewalk. And again, I wasn't trying not to act too interested, but I also wanted to kind of be that cool girl that, oh, I don't, I don't need, I'm not a damsel in distress kind of girl, which has bit me in the ass before. Let's be real. So that cost me a second date. 
Now I did clear it up on the next day over a call or phone or texting. I can't remember. And we had a second date. We, we dated a little bit off and on. So it didn't go anywhere, but needless to say, maybe, you know, I needed to work on my own stuff back then. This was gosh, a long time ago. <laughs> so not, not acting interested again, just just let this guys know that you are interested. I'd love to see you again. That would be nice. Comments like that. I would love more time with you. Yes, let sounds like that sounds lovely. Let's plan that second date. What are you thinking? Tuesday or Wednesday? You know, let them know that they're still going down the right path with someone that's in, generally interested in going down that path with him. That's key, and it goes both ways. Again, this is a unisex conversation, even though I'm really talking to just my girlfriends right now. So. What's another dating rule that we can flush down the toilet? Ah, this one. Men should always pick you up on the first date or drive the longer distance. So if you're going to meet somewhere, <laughs> it should take him 20 minutes and me 10. I mean, what the hell is that rule? That's the dumbest rule I've ever heard of. I found these online, guys. Okay, so they exist. They're in blogs everywhere. I'm not just making stuff up. I, this is how I feel about it. Men should always pick you up on the first date. I never want to be picked up. That's the truth. Never, ever, ever. Probably because I've been in situations where I've been stranded somewhere. And this was before we had the lovely convenience Uber app or Lyft app on our phones that we have now. And nothing feels worse than being stuck somewhere where you are without your car and you don't want to be there. Or you could be in a bad situation. This is, if this is the first date, uh-uh. Girls, look out for you anything's possible. You've got to be protected at all times. You could be with Mr. Crazy Psycho Killer, right? Let's be real. We don't know people. We're just going on gut instinct over here, winging it. Do a background check if you could. You know, that would be kind of cool. Do a background check before you go on your first date with everybody. Man, I would be have lots of reasons to stay home. <laughs> so it kind of depends on this. This just feels a little old fashioned to me. Where I live in Las Vegas, I live far north, away from a lot of things. I would never in a million years expect a guy to drive all the way north just to drive all the way back down south to go to a restaurant. Not that we can't pick something nearby, but if I wouldn't even let a guy walk me to my car on the other side of the park parking lot area or the shopping mall that we were at, I'm definitely not going to let him come all the way this way just to pick me up. Now, as you're in a relationship, you start to do, I'll drive, you drive, that kind of thing. Let's take my car. Let's take my car. You know, whatever that looks like. That's different. But getting picked up on the first date, that's kind of cute and chivalrous and kind of 1950s. Let's be real. Do you agree with me, girls? Yes. Thought so. All right. Moving right along. I just don't think it's safe. I'm going to always tell you to meet your, 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 your date, meet them and let people know where you're at at all times. Right. I always have plenty of people that know where I'm at. On to another dating rule that I want to flush. Avoiding controversial topics on the first date. Why not talk about them right now? And I think the controversial topics could be politics, religion, or two big ones, right. That come off and there's come top of mind here could be other things, how they feel about certain things. Don't you kind of want to know who you're dating with? I'm all about the speed dating. Let's cut through the bullshit, right? 
I want to know who I'm with. If you're into really weird stuff, I want to know this right now so I can cut my losses and escape. I mean, let's be real. Could be they're into threesomes or swinging in their marriage or in their are married. You know, like who knows? I've seen it all these days. Honestly, I have. In 15 years of dating in Las Vegas, I think I've seen just about everything there is to see. And I kind of hope I have because I'm good. I don't want to see anymore. And if there is something else that's out there crazy that I haven't been exposed to yet, again, I'm good. I'm good. No need to continue that. Um, I've got enough content for all the books, all the books and all the podcasts. I'm good. So what are, speaking of controversial topics, if you're a believer like me and Jesus is your savior, don't you want to know if you're dating an agnostic or an atheist or someone that's a Buddhist or Hinduist or just has different beliefs in you? Not that you're coming from a place of judgment, but if this is going to be a core value you're looking to align with your possible next husband, let's cut to the chase and get right to it. Does this person believe? I mean, where do they stand? Their beliefs matter. And they're going to want to know what yours are, especially if their beliefs matter. If they want to align with someone and they're looking for that long-term relationship too, you might as well knock it out. If they're a raging liberal and you're a raging conservative Republican versus Democrat, I mean, that's a broad division. I hate that it is, to be honest. This country, we're so opposite spectrums. There's a lot of us that are kind of in the middle, you know, kind of like I'm playing the middle on some topics and some policies. But um, if this person has a zero tolerance for anyone different than them, you're going to want to know that too up front, right? This person is so closed off and not open-minded about just the government politically, because I'm open-minded. I love a good conversation. I want to dive in, know how that person thinks, acts, what makes them tick. And if that person's not open, then what's the point? Like, I like to have, like, teach me something new. Show me your perspective on something. Tell me why you believe the way you do. Because a lot of the times, some people just don't know. They're like, well, my dad was this way or my mom or my last spouse or whatever. And they're just kind of cloning whatever someone else's beliefs are. Boring. Next. I want someone that's got roots. And for a reason, they've got those roots. What are those? What does that look like? And what's even better? I've got friends that have married the complete opposite on the, on the political spectrum is themselves. And they had a great marriage. Sometimes you have to agree to disagree, right? and have a healthy, respectful space. That's fine. But let's learn it up front, right? right? I just want to know up front, who's, where do you stand? Okay, why? Okay, cool. Awesome. But if they're closed off and shut down, that says a lot about who they are as a person and how they're going to be in a relationship. So don't avoid these conversations, people. Have the tough ones up front. What do you just want a fake, fluffy relationship? with masks on, a lot of smoke and mirrors and pretend? That doesn't sound fun. Of course, if anyone's been following me for any period of time, you know I'm as authentic as they come. I'm unfiltered and raw. Let's get right to the core. I wanna know what I'm dealing with, okay? Another dating rule we can flush down the toilet. Men should always pay. 
All right. So are you going to back, get some backfire and get some backlash here with the feminine masculine energies here? Yes. Men should probably always pay. And the masculine energy does always want to pay. This is true. Learning to be a feminine woman and just embracing that feminine energy I have in a world where it's so hard not to be the masculine driven career junkie that I want to be out of survival to be truth. I'd love a man to come in and go, Carrie, you be the soft version of you and I'll be the masculine version of me. I'd love that. I just want to be the girl. I've always said that in all my relationships. I just want to be the girl. I'm not trying to be the guy. It's too hard. It's tiring. It's, it goes against my nature. It goes against how I'm wired and how God created me. So this is a conversation to be had. I personally think a girl should pick up the tab once in a while even on the first date if you want to, but eh, let's let, let's, let's, let's set the tone, right? Let the dude pay, let the man pay on the first date. Okay. Done. Check. Okay. He paid. Let him feel good. You're taking away his power to provide and feel like a nurturer. He wants to still not nurture so much. Provider's the right word. We're the nurturers. Let him do it. Now, date two, three, four, five goes by and he's still picking up the tab. Ask him, say, do you mind if I pick this one up? Because I kind of wanted to, you know, add in some extra dessert or you add an extra cocktail or two and an appetizer, whatever that looks like. Ask him, do you mind if I pick this up? And if he says, actually, I would rather you didn't. Done. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up again unless you really feel the need to. Because honestly, there's a lot of men out there that might make less than you. And then dating is challenging. And they start to get resentful because you're just looking for a free meal ticket. We already have that stigma in the dating scene. Don't add to it. Don't make it worse. And for my men friends out there, I got your back. Okay. I know what it feels like to always pick up the tab because I've dated a lot of weak men that think mommies should be their girlfriends or girlfriends should be their mommies one way or the other. It's really disgusting. Take care of me. I can't do this. I, I have so much bills to pay. Wah, wah. Next thing you know, you're picking up the tab all the time. It's draining. It should be a conversation. So talk to your man about this. How do you feel about it? I want to help you. I want to do something nice for you for once. I don't want to be a drag. I don't want these $200 meals to go unnoticed. I'm super appreciative, but let me get the next one, you know, or something, or at least if split it maybe or whatever. Sometimes I jump ahead when I'm dating and pay because I want to feel like, you know, like they you work hard and so do I, and I can pick up the tab sometimes. And I appreciate you as a man and honor you and respect you. But I want you to know that I'm not taking advantage of you. That's the difference. So instead of this rule going away altogether, I want you to shape it into having a conversation with the guy you're dating. It's super important. Super important. He'll actually be, if he's a real man, (laughs) and I've dated a few, so I know. If he's a real man, he will actually be astonished, surprised, appreciative, appreciative, like what? Oh my gosh. Wow. Go for it. Thank you. Wow. I've never had a girl do that. I mean, this is recent information for me. 
and let it happen. You know, you're looking for a partnership here. So find out where you guys get to be teammates and learn it. Again, there's going to be a guy that's raised right. There's a few out there still that might be single. I'm just saying, maybe, hope, fingers crossed, that are like, nope, I'm always picking up the tab. That's what I do. I want to provide. You know, I budgeted for this. I want to pick up the tab. I want to take care of my lady. Let them do it. Okay. So don't make it this, this is not an assumption. Always make it a conversation about who who should pay and what happens there. Okay. What's another top or another rule that we can kind of dismiss and bury in the backyard? I'm going to say this rule, like don't call right away after your first date or don't call after three days. I've seen kind of a variation of this rule. It's kind of dumb, right? Don't call. Okay. So you go on a date. It's awesome. Good energy. Great connection. Conversation was just flowing. It was easy. You know, it's new. So it might feel a little different, uncomfortable, awkward, but for the most part, there's definitely going to be a second date. This is what's going on as you drive home from your date. Text the guy. Say, you know what? I had a really good time tonight. Thank you so much. That's all you have to do. You don't have to go on and on and on and on and on. I love the way we share dessert. And no, you don't need to get all weird. But there's the term ghosting that's very real. And we assume we don't hear from somebody, especially after three days, that they're not interested and don't want to hear from us, right? This goes for both parties here. I'm talking to both you guys, both female and males. That's a dumb rule. Now we have texting. This could have been a rule that was created when we had actual phones. But even then, can you imagine waiting by that phone, checking your answer machine, hoping that they call? How pathetic. No, there's no reason not to just, it's just so common. Honestly, I can't remember the last time I've not had a quick, quick text from a guy right after the date. It's great to see you. Thanks for coming out. I'm grateful I met you, blah, blah, blah. Let's do it again. Let me know when you're free again. Most men, if they're smart, again, are you listening guys? Cause I know you are secretively listening you're smart, you will lock in date two on date one. If you're really interested in this chick and you know she's a hot commodity because everyone's after her, you better lock it down. Lock it down. I have had some great relationships and the men were smart as shit, smarter than smart, sassy, smart, all the, all the S words and locked in date two on date one. That's a smart man. If he's interested, he'll do that. What do you do on Thursday? It'll look something like that. A little walk to the car, hug, kiss, whatever that looks like. A peck doesn't have to be a kissing. Kissing doesn't need to happen on the first date. Just saying. This person's brand new. Brand spanking new. Just met this person. Hugging's fine. Really quick, you had a good evening. It's a Friday night or a Saturday night. What are you doing next Tuesday? What does Wednesday look like for you? Can you text me your schedule? I really would like to see you again. That's a smart guy. He's locking it in. He's interested. It's good. It's a green flag. You want the green ones. Trust me. If you're not interested, 
kind of feel yourself out. Say, I'm a processor. I take time to process. And sometimes that comes off as I'm not interested when really I'm just absorbing the information as an empath. I'm, I'm storing information on the date and then all the way home and that evening or the next day, I'm still processing and reliving the conversation. Do I like this person? How's my body feel? Because I'm really about the feeling inside of me. I listen to my intuition. Am I, do I want to see this person again? Is this good energy, bad energy, and so on? So let that person know you're interested or you're going to end up like I did with the text that says, yeah, I didn't think you really were into me. So thanks for meeting me, but I think we weren't a match. Like question mark. This, I felt bad for that guy. <laughs> oh, no, you just read it wrong, dude. You just read me wrong. Maybe I was giving off the wrong vibes. I don't know. I take full ownership for that. But that's a dumb rule. Don't let a lot of time go. At least say thank you. Even if you don't want to see them again. Be gracious. Men put themselves out there. Rejection sucks. And they're not just putting themselves out there. They're paying the bill for what? You know, like see it from their perspective. Give these guys a break. Another one that this kind of actually just segues perfectly into another rule I want it to flush. Men should always make the first move. Now the dating app Bumble doesn't see it that way. They want, they want the women to make the first move. And I'm not a fan for that reason. That's the one part I, I don't like about that app. It immediately puts the female in charge and it just feels yucky. I'm not a pursuer. That's not my job. That's not my wiring. That's the man's job. Why would I want to take something that gives men so much joy away from them? They love to pursue a woman. Deep down, it's in their DNA. But don't always make them always think it's on them. It's on them. It's on them. Come on, show some interaction here. It goes back to saying thanks for the date, being gracious and grateful. You know, like jump in and go, you know what? Sunday works well for me. How about you? I've, you know, I've got these tickets to something that I think you would really like. What do you think about that? Or I was thinking about you the other day and when I was driving home from work and there's this great Italian restaurant and I know how much you like Italian food, hint, hint, you know, like stuff like that. Little green flags that guys need to know you're still engaged or interested. If you're sitting around waiting for them to always make the plans, always pick the date, always, always. They're going to start to think you're not interested. Number one, number two, they're going to get bored. It needs to be like a game of tennis where you're bouncing the ball back and forth. If he's just constantly serving and you're sometimes hitting it back and sometimes not, he's going to get tired and move on to the next chick. Just saying. So that's a rule that needs to go away. Another final one as I wrap up this episode, and I cannot wait to share the next five with you on this beautiful <laughs> six-part series about dating. Um, intimacy. Let's talk about that. Is that a rule that we need to keep or flush? Intimacy on the first date. I like to give hugs. I'm a hugger. I want to see what this person's energy is like. Is there chemistry? That's kind of important. You're not going to always know on the first date. Because again, this is a perfect stranger you just met hours before. You know, like, I'm kind of like, does it smell good? I just want to feel this guy. I want to touch him, hug him. 
Do I like our energy together? If there's a kiss, great. If not, I'm totally fine with not kissing on the first date. I'm definitely fine with not having sex on the first date. <laughs> um, some of I, it's not that it's not happened, but I'm not I'm not no queen over here, some righteous, self-righteous, perfect person by any means. But overall, you listen to your gut. You'll know as you lean in to kiss them or whatever, just exactly what you want to do with this person. Listen to that intuition. It starts to feel uncomfortable. That pushing's pushing you in the wrong direction. Stand your boundaries. Stay in your boundaries. Enforce those. Like, nope, good. And thank you. Walk me to the door. Or walk me in the car. Good. Okay, you're kissing me. That's great. Okay, now your your hand is down my shirt or up my skirt. I've had that happen. That's not fun. Why am I getting raped in the parking lot? And I say that jokingly, but it happens. I've had guys like total perfect gentlemen all night long. Then all of a sudden we get to my car and right there under the streetlights, he's like, yes, this is my time to get everything. I've been wanting to rip the clothes off of you all night long. Whoa, dude, back up. Like I've even, I've put, I have pushed men away from me and went and said, calm down. Like what the hell just got into you? They don't get another date, of course. (laughs) Like, dude, keep it in your pants. I don't know what fantasy you're thinking right now, but I'm not a part of it. I'm grateful you, we went to dinner, got to know each other. We're on like date two, maybe three. Why? What the hell? Like chill out. And that's going to happen. So listen to your intuition. Your gut's going to tell you what type of intimacy to have. And I also want to get rid of this extra part of this rule is Sex on the third date. Who the hell made up that dumb rule? No. There's no, oh, by date three, there's going to be sex. Excuse me? No. Mm -mm. Dumb rule. I remember dating a guy that was like, let's knock out date one and two right away so we can get to third date. Because in his head, that was going to happen. And yeah, sorry. Sorry to disappoint you. That's not necessarily the game. It's about chemistry again a good connection are you away together are you on a date that's like turning into a three-day weekend away how fast are you getting to know one another have you already spent hours on the phone really connecting have you had some really great intimate conversations and you've covered those controversial topics those core values does this person check some big boxes because that's important because once you really bring into that relationship and intimate level, it kind of ruins your judgment. Let's be real, right? You don't want to ruin your judgment to the point where you start to do stupid stuff because you've already gotten to that level of intimacy, that boyfriend, girlfriend vibe, or or in a relationship now vibe. Be careful, girls. Be careful, guys, because it does the same thing to you. You guys start to think stupid thinking with the wrong head, right? Just keeping it real. So those are some rules I think are dumb and some ridiculousness to share with y'all, but dating can be fun. It can be exciting. Take the pressure off. Just go meet a new friend. That's all it is. It's an excuse to put on something cute. That's how I see it. 
I'm going to put some pretty shoes on. I'm going to go hang out with a person, get to know somebody, learn a little bit about myself along the way too. It's a great mirror learning about who you are in the moment. Take any precaution measures, make sure people know where you always are. Check in with your friend if you need to. Carry if you need to. Carry all the things with you if you need to, if you know what I mean. And just be smart. Park in well-lit areas. Make sure you're in public with somebody at all times. You don't know these people yet. Takes a t- takes time. Okay. Don't bring them back to your house on the first date, second date, or even the third date. Take your time. There's no rush. People don't show you their true colors right away. So you've got to listen to your intuition because honestly, you being safe is way more important than finding love, right? Your kids need you. Your family wants you. Your friends need you. You need you. Take your time. Take your time. It's worth it. Slow burn. Girls, adapt to my mindset about being a slow burn because that's when you learn all the crazy shit. <laughs> oh, you got lots of good episodes up ahead as I share more on that. Big hugs, big love. Share this with your girlfriends and leave a five-star review or comment if you wish on Spotify. Talk to you later. See you on part two, which is about online dating. Do we swipe right or swipe left? Looking forward to seeing you on that next episode. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 